Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David Frankel. This show is for those that are inventors, entrepreneurs, business owners that want to hear some great stories about other entrepreneurs and business owners, what they're doing, how they did it, how they fail, how are they successful, and just want to know more and more about the day-to-day business so they can learn to make their business better. It's all about the power of peers. So every episode is intended to teach you something from someone else's experience to help make your business even more successful. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you John Colby, who's a keynote speaker and corporate trainer and founder of, what other than, John Colby. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us. So I always have to kick off the... Go ahead. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, excellent. I'm excited to have you. So I always like to kick off the show with a great question, which is very open-ended, which is why did you start the keynote speaker and the corporate trainer in the company, John Colby? So I think my story might be a little different than a lot of keynote speakers in that my background is in improv. Um, right out of high school, I, I joined an improv team in Indianapolis uh, and started doing it. And on the side, I just uh, I got approached about speaking uh, for a small group of people, and it, I just loved it. And honestly, um, I don't smoke. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do a lot of things, but this became my drug, and I became addicted to it. Um, I was a I was a high school teacher at the time, and I was doing this on the side, and uh, it was just literally kind of a side hobby, something I did for fun, and uh, it it built up to the point where I was speaking at an event in in Utah, and the CEO of a, a major realty company asked me afterwards. He said, "Did I hear a rumor that this isn't even your full time job?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Whatever your full time job is, you need to quit." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, you're important, so I guess I guess I'll listen." So. Uh, I went to my boss a couple weeks later and I, and I uh, turned in my notice and, and I, I mean, it, it's, it's the best thing in the world. It's literally, I'm, I'm doing my dream job and I get to work traveling around and, and teaching people how to be better communicators. And it's, it's, it's fun. And I don't just stand there and speak. Everybody gets up and moves around. So it's, it's a joy. Like I said, it's my drug and I love it. That's fantastic. What were you teaching in high school? Uh, theater and video production. So I wasn't a real teacher. I like to tell people I was, I was teaching the fun stuff. Well, that's excellent. Well, every every uh, class, every uh, every subject in school needs to be fun and exciting. So I'm sure the uh, theater students and video production students greatly miss you. But uh, hopefully well, now you're you. make, able to make a bigger impact and you can maybe record them and, and share them with your former students or upcoming students. Yeah, exactly. I actually stay uh, connected to a lot of my former students. A lot of them end up calling me Uncle Colby and I like their, their, their family always invites me to things. It's so weird, but it's, it's, I definitely miss them, but I feel like I'm having a big, bigger impact this way. So, so it's a, it's a, a bittersweet pill to swallow. Understandable. So how has your business had to pivot because of the pandemic, because obviously you don't have a whole lot of live shows anymore. Have you gone to Zooms or go to meetings or have you shifted your business? So I was telling you right before we got on, I have a professional setup now. I went from just using my Mac for Zoom meetings to now I have an HD camera and a and a big mic setup and and like I, I bought a standing desk and and did all these kind of things. But um, I don't know if you're familiar with improv, but the number one principle in improv is yes and. Have you ever heard that before? I have not. Please elaborate. So it basically means in a business setting, it, just like on stage, you should try and be a yes and person. And what that means, like if I'm on stage 
and I'm performing with somebody and they said, let's build a rocket ship and go to Mars. My immediate reaction is, yeah, and let's make sure we bring our best friends so we have some cool people to hang out with on the new planet. Uh, as, <laughs> as opposed to a no person who would be like, no, we would die. And then the audience, because the audience doesn't want to watch two people argue about whether we're going to go to space or not. They want to watch us go. So if you think about it in the real world, I, I, like if, if I work in a company and I walk up and I'm like, hey, boss, I have this idea. And immediately they fold their arms like, ah, that's a lot in the budget or I don't know if that's going to work or we've been doing it this way. You know, a lot of people like to call themselves a devil's advocate. And I like to call those people buttholes uh, because <laughs> because they shoot down ideas before they can start. And uh, there's a, a research study on uh, by Forbes uh, in 2018 that said the number one reason people leave their jobs is they don't feel valued. And the number one way you make people feel valued is to make them feel heard. And so so the the whole process is find a place to agree first and go from there instead of starting off as an argument. Then everybody feels more valued. That makes sense. That's probably great for relationships as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, the reason I bring that up is you said, how have I had to pivot? So when all this happened, my first client reached out to me in mid-March and said, hey, we're thinking about switching our leadership retreat uh, from in-person to virtual. Can you do it? And remember, I've got 22 years of yes and experience. I took a deep breath and I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I can. And, I, and looking back, I was so mad at myself because uh, like I, I teach people that anything is possible. You just have to figure out how, like if you go with that yes and mentality, a lot more it's possible. So he and I talked for a few minutes. I said, honestly, give me a few days. And over those few days, I did all sorts of research on, on how to use Zoom. Honestly, I'd used it for meetings, but I'd never used the breakout rooms or the polling feature. Um, I, I've since learned that I can mute a full room full of people, which in person I could never do, you know? So, <laughs> so I've, I've ended up finding out so many possible positive ways to do this that that when we get back to quote normal it won't be normal it'll be a new normal because this allows me to speak like yesterday i i spoke i had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to speak in the uk and then in the afternoon i spoke in canada and that's something that it never obviously would have been possible if i was traveling all the time so it's gone from uh, traveling all the time to being able to wake up, put on a button down, still wearing gym shorts, by the way, in front of a camera. And then I, I speak for an hour or two and then I go have lunch with my wife and daughter. So it's, it's a, it's a cool pivot for me. Exactly. And now you're a global speaker, not just a local city speaker. Which yeah, is exactly. I was traveling all over the country before, but I, I definitely can put okay. international on there now. I've spoken as far uh, as India, Ghana and Nigeria. So I'm, I've gotten out there. Without the jet lag, without the uh, cost of the airline <laughs> ticket. And exactly. So your, margin, your margins have improved. So have you had a hard time monetizing the uh, online lectures or is you found a, a plan that works for that as well? So I originally, I mean, I had a lot of contracts and I went back to everybody and kind of said, if you want to go virtual, here's some video that I can show what we do, uh, or we can postpone. And a lot of people right away said postpone and a couple of people right away were excited and we did virtual and even some of the postponed people who we still had a contract with still said, you know what? let's go ahead and go virtual. It doesn't look like this is going to be a three month hiatus. It looks like it's gonna be longer than we thought. Um, and then from that, the, the word just gets out that, that my, uh, webinars or, or workshops or keynotes, whatever they are, aren't just ones where you sit there 
It's ones where even if I can't see you, you actively participate. And so the idea of, of bringing in somebody who's going to have people up and moving around as opposed to everybody else who's just kind of offering uh, another source of Zoom fatigue, I, I, it's, it's kind of gone gangbusters in the last month or so. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind and I, I couldn't be more thankful for it. Congratulations. Let's pivot a little bit. Speaking of pivot, let's go to a, another uh, criteria, which is mistakes. And I think everyone that listens to our podcast, uh, either are business owners, or they want to be business owners, and they realize the thing that they're most afraid of is making mistakes. And I try and get people to understand that mistakes are part of the growing process. If you're not making mistakes, you're not pushing yourself mm -hmm. hard enough, or, mm -hmm. uh, and you're not giving yourself a chance to really grow and, and expand. Give me some examples of some mistakes you've made. I think you've already shared one of them, which is you originally said, no, I probably can't do that. So that's a mistake you learned from, obviously. But give us a couple of examples of mistakes you made and then what you learned from those mistakes. Yeah. I First of all, I love that you say that. Mistakes are a chance to grow. I love that too, because if I fail all the time and I'm proud to admit it. Uh, so I think, I think early on, my biggest mistake is once I became an LLC and this was my full-time job, I focused so much on speaking that I didn't focus on every other aspect of the business. And I think, I think a lot of people get into the business because they, they love baking. And so they want to start a bakery or, you know, they, they, they love, they love fashion, but, but you have to consider when you're, especially when you're starting out and you're new, you are your marketing department. You are your, your, uh, your, my, for me, I'm my own travel agent. I'm, you know, it's all these other things that I wasn't used to. And, and, um, and so, and so as I started to grow, I kept thinking, I don't want to spend money. Like I don't want to spend money on uh, building a website. I don't want to spend money on marketing. I don't want to spend money on classes. And it was, it was a very uh, cocky attitude that I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out as it, as it comes to me. Um, and, and as, as I've gone forward, I've realized I'm good at speaking. I am not good at a lot of the other things involved. So I've, I've, I, I hired a web designer. I, I hired a, a graphic designer to, to build my, um, platform out. And, and I, I mean, I ask now for help or hire somebody for every step along the way. I think, I think the biggest thing that we can do is assume that we know more than we do. Um, going into anything now, humble, even when I'm doing things that I'm, even when I go into the kitchen now, I do research or if I'm going into the garage to try and build something, I, I do a lot more research than I used to just because whatever you want to do, there's somebody who's done it or done something similar to it before. So, it's, so don't be afraid to ask for help. I, and I've actually now learned, and I even talk about this in one of my talks, that asking for help actually builds connections where we, where we, our our ego tells us it's going to make us look stupid. Uh, but Harvard science says, when I ask for help, you now get to talk about something you're good at. And so dopamine and serotonin start flowing in your own brain because you're confident, but because those things are flowing, you now associate the person you're interacting with more positively. So I ask you for help. You actually like me more. So it's, it's such a powerful tool when you, when you get over that, that uh, ego that I, that I, that I struggled with for a long time. That makes a lot of sense. And most likely the things you're asking for help will be done better than when you could have done it by yourself. Even if you had experience or practice or did the best you could with your experience, more likely by hiring someone in that specialty field, it was done better. Absolutely. So you might save yourself some additional mistakes, additional problems down the road. 
Absolutely. I had no idea when you're building a website, uh, the, the woman I hired, I had worked with years and years ago on something else. And, and when we sat down to have our first meeting, she laid out, she's like, here's the research of, of 10 other companies that do similar to what you do. Here's what their layout. Here's what I want to offer. I'm like, crap, I didn't, I never even, I never even thought of half of the things that she did on research before we even started designing it. So it's, it's amazing. Uh, people are experts in their different fields for a reason, you know? Exactly. And it's good that you respect that. And like you said, you humble yourself, say, hey, let me stick in my lane, which is, yep. you know, being a public speaker and let me do the best I possibly can. And let me let the people that do other things really well do their thing. And then together you have a great company. Exactly. Which is exciting. Exactly. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to spend the money because it's it, it's the return on investment. I mean, it, it pays for itself. And like you said, if you try and do it yourself, even if you do all the research, you're still going to be limited in what you end up coming up with. And then, so you have no idea the the amount of money you're missing out on because people saw your website and weren't impressed enough to even reach out to you. So in the long run, it definitely pays to pay other people. Exactly right. That's a great lesson learned. So share with me, John, a personal success story or maybe a client success story. Maybe as a company you're working with and they got back to you and said, hey, John, man, we've had great results. Give me a success story that you're most proud of. So I have, I have a, a few and it's all kind of a similar story where um, a client will reach out to me and, uh, and I would say the number one thing that people ask about is uh, communication, whether it's um, having difficult conversations, giving or receiving uh, critiques, um, being able to um, bring up topics or, or encouraging employees to bring up topics. A lot of times, you know, people are afraid to even, even come to the management or the director or the CEO with things. So uh, a lot of times what I do is, is I talk to companies and, and go in and we play these games and, and the, the whole takeaway is around being better at communicating. And, um, and I had a, a client about a year ago that, that afterwards reached out and he's like, I need follow up. I need some follow-up right away. And I'm like, well, I, a lot of times what I do is suggest maybe a, a follow-up workshop six months later, or maybe even a year later at the next retreat. And he's like, no, he's like, you don't understand. Like it, like all of our issues feel like they're solved because everybody's so, everybody's so empowered to share that, that we, we kind of are, are, rolling right now he goes i i want i want something else to give them it's like it's like you give a kid a packet of homework and he does it all the first night and i'm like oh that's okay so so we we talked about empowering other people to have new positions within the leadership team that they hadn't had before um one thing i i always do well not always but one that i love is is a hype man activity are you familiar with the hype man and hip-hop community or boxing by chance I'm not. Okay. So my elaborating. So so the hype man is the is the the guy or, or gal, hype woman that gets on stage and they're behind the the rapper or the singer and they're like, Yeah, come on, everybody throw your hands up. You know, they're, okay. they're just getting the that crowd going, right? Well, the same sure. same thing in boxing. It's the person behind the boxer that's just like encouraging them. It's like like you're the champ, nobody can beat you, you're the bet, you know, and just just building them up. And so so we talk about research about um building a positive work environment. And there's all sorts of research on, on happiness, by the way, if anybody wants to, to learn more research, this is something I'm doing right now. Yale university is offering a free online class called the science of well-being. 
Um, and it's literally free. If you want the certification to say you took it, it's only $49, but I'm taking it now just so when I'm done, I'll number one, have some more stuff that I can use in my, uh, talks. But number two, I can stay, say that I studied at Yale, which is <laughs> impressive right there. Right. So, is. so, so, uh, the client reached out to me again and, and he said, like, he's like, you don't understand. Like we, we now have, our, our uh, round table in, in the conference room. And he's like, everyone speaks. And there are so many new ideas and, and people are now stepping up and saying, can I run that project where before you had three or four people who wanted to run things because they had, they were the more extroverted people who, you know, just kind of jump out. But the, now the, the, the people who are more introverted or the people who are kind of more, more, uh, waiting to be asked now realize the the power of, of sharing your thoughts and your ideas and and he's like he's like it, it's just like a whole new team that we're working with and and uh and he said something that i kind of shared one idea and they kind of changed it a little bit every week at the end of the week before they leave uh they do shout out fridays and they all meet in the front in the lobby right before they walk out and they just share things that other people within the team did. And then they literally all cheer and scream for each other, being each other's hype men and women. And, and it, he, he said, it's just like been a culture uh, 180. And it's, it's like, that's, like I said, when I quit my job and I love helping people, that's exactly the kind of stuff that, that, that makes me, makes me want to keep going just to realize how much, how much impact that, that, that I talk for an hour or two and then I can have long term. That's exceptional. And obviously the company is going to be more successful. They're going to have lower turnover. I mean, the trickle down effect is phenomenal. So, exactly. Exactly. I love what you're doing. And I'm sure the companies that hire you love what you're doing as well. And obviously if you feel great about it and you feel uh, personally impacted by their results, it's got to keep you going and make you want to do more. That's your drug. Like you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, excellent. The listeners that I'm sure are very excited to reach out to you and learn more about you. How can they get a hold of you? Website, social media handles, yeah, email, whatever you feel comfortable giving out. The the easiest way is just to go to johncolby.com, J-O-N-C-O-L-B-Y, John, not like the bathroom, Colby, like the cheese.com. And it's uh, there. I mean, it, it kind of shows some different programs. One link will show what I do in person. Another link is is titled virtual, and it kind of shows now a couple offerings that we have virtually. Uh, but, but really, I, I just, uh, and all my social media things are on there. They can click from from there to anything else. But, but really it's just the idea of if, if you uh, want to get better, reach out. I, a, a study, I, another thing I think from this pandemic is it's given us a lot more time at home. And so I'm on the computer all the time. I just saw a study that said 83% of business owners say it's important to develop their leaders, but approximately 5% have ongoing leadership programs. And so if, if we, if we know it's important, why aren't we doing it more? You know, good question. I see the eighty-three percent realize they need to develop leaderships, but it's sad that only five percent are doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's but, a, I think I think one one thing is they don't know how to go about it. You know, it's just like you you do again. You do your job, but you don't always think of of reaching out and paying people to do to do what they do well. Makes sense. Well, John, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a, a wealth of knowledge and information, and I'm excited to uh, see more and hear more about what you're doing and. I encourage everyone that's listening to go check out johncolby.com and maybe he could be a great addition to your business and your employer and can make your office more harmonious and everyone feel more valued, which is by far the most important component of any, any company. 
I love so, John, it. thank you so much for being on the show this morning, and I wish you the very best. Thanks so much, David. I really appreciate you having me on. This was awesome. I love your energy. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I love yours as well. All right. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Take care. Guardian Athletics' mission is to improve the safety of athletes through the prevention of injury. Science is a key component that supports our mission and inspires our products. Our flagship product, Cato Collar, has been in the football market since 2018 and is the first safety device ever managed or ever designed and, ma and manages to reduce the forces to the brain other than a helmet. We do this by slowing the head down. We add a layer of protection for head injuries. Cato Collar is designed for football players at every position and is worn by players in junior high up to the professionals. You can see Cato Collars on players during NCAA Saturdays and NFL Sundays. Cato Collar improves performance through protection by increasing confidence in play and reducing fear and participation. To order our product and get more information and learn about investment opportunities, visit our website at guardianathletics.com or also my phone number 507-384-8229. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We bring products to market that solve clothing-related problems. The first product I'm going to discuss is the Perky Collar. It is a collar support system for dress shirts. Don't you hate it when your collar lays flat, tucks under, one's up, one's down, totally lays flat when you wear a blazer? Well, no more. Here's how it works. Whether you're wearing a button-down shirt or a non-button-down shirt, it works with either one. Lift your collar up, put the perky collar on the collar chamber of your shirt, and then lay your collar down on top of it. Look in the mirror and adjust it so it's even from around your neck. Again, the perky collar sits on the shirt, doesn't touch your neck directly, and weighs less than a half an ounce. So virtually, it's invisible and it's weightless. You'll see an amazing difference in how great your collar perks up every time you put on your perky collar. To order, go to perkyllc.com.